and welcome back to Performer Talks. I'm your host, Bethany Unwin, and today I'm delighted to be joined by the wonderful Philip Joel. Now, Philip Joel is a choreographer, but since lockdown has happened, he's gone viral on social media and has started his own TV sitcom. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. No, thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. No, thank you so much. Um, I would love for you to tell all the listeners at home about what you get up to and what your day-to-day life is like. Sure. Um, so um, I'm a theatre and TV choreographer. Um, and if I'm not choreographing, I work at um, quite a few dance colleges in and around London, training the next uh, batch of dancers, singers and actors for the industry. Amazing. And you've done so many credits across all areas of the industry. Have you got some uh, massive highlights for you that you just look back on and think, I really love that? Yeah, I, there's, um, I mean, the, the problem is I look back at them now and really, really go, oh my goodness, I was so lucky. Where at the time I was like, oh, um, not it's just work, but I've got a job to do. I've got a choreograph and I've got to get to an end goal or opening night. So um, I think when I got offered to choreograph the show for Celebrity Cruises in Miami, that was a moment that I was like, oh, I'm going to America. You know, that was a, a bit of a moment for me. And it kind of um, came as a really lovely surprise as well. Like I didn't have to... Um, uh, kind of go for loads of interviews or auditions or submit my work. He just got like a random email sent to me from my agent, and next thing I know, I'm on a plane to America to choreograph, which is that was it. That was awesome. That was pretty cool. That moment. Um, I mean, this, I mean, the Harrods advert that I did was the most ridiculous advert I think I've ever done. Like the just the models wearing half a million pound necklaces with bouncers all around me and the necklaces had their own cars driven to and from the studio with two bouncers next to the necklace and I couldn't touch the models with the necklaces because I had bouncers on either side making sure I didn't rip off their neck and run away (laughs) so that was oh what's going on here um moment but then kind of just you know really lovely shows that I've been managed like managed to choreograph my first one was Closer to Heaven at the Union Theatre which um at the time I just was like okay I've just got to choreograph it and try and do a good job and it kind of exploded and put me on a platform as a choreographer and then uh that but I had that most incredible time with Closer to Heaven that cast we still have we're such good friends still and we're still in contact and it's those kind of shows that I'm very grateful for definitely amazing that's crazy I would feel so much pressure if there were bouncers around me choreographing I'd be like sorry excuse me <laughs> yeah but I just remember just like the rack of clothes and kind of going to the uh, like head of wardrobe like so would be like oh I love that dress and I'm like how much does that cost and she's like oh 250,000 pounds I'm like for a dress and she's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like all right I, you know, the next day I'm off to Primark. You know what I mean? You know, how the other half live. Oh, isn't it just? Isn't it just? Absolutely. It's, yeah, yeah shock to the system, I think, isn't it? Yeah. So um, what is the biggest thing that I think 
I wanted to ask you was how social media has helped you as a performer because a lot of the time social media isn't really talked about at performing arts colleges but I think it's such a great tool for performers to be able to use as a platform like you've done. So can you explain like how it's helped you and what you think has made your platform stand out? I think social media is really important personally. Um, I think everything is literally at the time. Like you can follow casting directors, directors, the theatres, the choreographers, the musical directors, the cast, you know, like you can even find out if someone in a show is leaving and if you're right for that part, you know? So um, I think social media is actually very important and it's done, I'm, I don't always get it right, but it's, it's done wonders for me kind of being offered jobs via social media as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think watching your content, it's been relatable and it's been professional. You've kept that professional line, but you've also been personal. I think it's really difficult sometimes for people to judge that line and where it kind of stops and you have to be professional. Was that difficult for you to kind of go, oh, is this a little bit risky or is this just me? Yeah, I mean, sometimes, you know, I've maybe put something out which someone has perceived it wrong um and if it's if it's ever caused upset i mean it's deleted because i don't want to upset people you know like life's hard as it is let alone if my twitter offends you do you know what i mean but at the same time you know it's i'm just kind of being me to be honest with you like i you know my my housemates can tell you i'm uh, i'm not a very serious person to live with do you know what (laughs) i mean and I kind of think if I can laugh a day and life's a little bit easier then. So, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'm just myself. I don't really think about it too much. And, um, but like I said, if someone pulls me up on it, I'm more than happy to have a conversation about it or say, I'm sorry, delete it and move on, you know? Absolutely. But I think you always find that balance really nicely of like, this is relatable and funny but this is also me being very professional and this is my career so I think that's really important for people to see as well because it makes you such a good role model for people of knowing what kind of things to put out that is funny and you know shows who you are but also shows how professional you are oh bless you thank you and that's okay can you tell listeners at home because we've got a lot of aspiring performers that listen to this show what would be your advice to anyone that's listening that wants to go into this career path um be willing to fail be willing to sacrifice um i think my main one is you know and i was taught this at college be um celebrated how you would uh, want to be celebrate other people's success how you would want to be celebrated so if my friend got uh, wicked and I got another show like I would be jumping up and down and you know I know that they would be doing that for me there's none of this oh well I wanted to be in wicked and I'm a bit jealous because everyone's paths are so different and I think the moment you realize that actually your career is 95% out of your hands then you kind of go oh okay fine I didn't get that but I can guarantee you as a person that's been on the panel there's 95 reasons why you didn't get it and it's not because of your talent 
Do you know what I mean? So when you go, oh, okay, fine, they were looking for someone that's taller than me. I can't grow overnight. Do you know what <laughs> I mean? I'm so I just can't. If you're looking for a tenor that can sing uh, whatever song, Bridoy or whatever, sorry, that's not me. I've tried it. I sound awful. Do you know what I mean? But I've accepted it, you know? So I can do what I can do, and I really do believe in... P- people don't need two Philip Jolts in the, in the world. They just need one, and that's me. And I don't, you know, they're not trying to recreate someone else, so that's fine. So you want a Philip Joel? Here I am. If you don't, that's absolutely fine. That's okay, someone else will. Absolutely, I love that. I love that mindset, because I think that's so important as you go into this career to learn to deal with rejection, that rejection is just redirection. And it's about noticing the fact that it's not necessarily your talent that hasn't got you where you are. But I um, literally did not get offered a show because I didn't fit the tap shoes. It's crazy. Because I'm size seven, they were a size 10. I was like, so I can do the show, but because I don't fit the tap shoes, I'll buy the tap shoes, you know? (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, if it's that, no, no, no. Oh, sorry, his feet were too small. Oh, okay. It's madness. So, like I said, there's 95 reasons why you didn't get it and it's not the talent. Amazing. Thank you so much. So I would love for you to tell listeners at home about the Fosse Forest Ballet, about what it is and about how that opportunity came about for you. Um, So the Fosse Forest Ballet is a lockdown one uh, mistake, to be honest with you. Um, I um, was in the first lockdown and... The first three weeks were glorious. I loved it. I slept. I caught up on all my sleep for the last 12 years that I've been sacrificing. And I was lazy. I didn't get dressed. I just stayed in my pyjamas. And it was glorious. Then week four hit and I was like, oh, God, this is a bit serious now, this pandemic. And I'm getting a bit low getting a bit down that I can't see my friends or see my family or hug my friends. Um, So I made a video um, to kind of, hey, keep myself entertained and B, to see if it cheered any of my friends up who were feeling a bit down. So I posted it online and it went, it got quite big overnight. So I thought, oh, do you know what? I'll do another one. And then um, it just escalated. And escalated so I released one beginning of May and at the end of May I kind of you know I started to kind of have these 4 p.m video releases every day people were waiting for um and then I got an email from a tv company at the end of May saying hi we've been following your videos online and do you want to make it into a pilot sitcom episode and I was like yeah all right <laughs> <laughs> So we kind of then had a couple of months where it was written and kind of ideas were chatted about and, you know, Zoom, Zoom, Zoom interviews and stuff like that. And then in September, we had a filming date. So I went and started filming in September and then uh, this afternoon it gets released to the world. But I mean, the whole thing has just been just so... I mean, I literally, from the moment I got offered it to... Even um, if it gets released in an hour, I'm waiting for it to be pulled or postponed or cancelled. Like I mean, I've never 
you know, I was not not even like kind of going on set going, oh yes, like look at me, I've got a three day film. I'm like, it's going to be pulled. Corona's going to pull it. It's going to be pulled. Boris Johnson's going to say we're going on another full lockdown now, you know? So um, it's been glorious. And it, like the theatre community especially really have kind of shown such love at this time for it. And that is why I think it's so brilliant about our, our industry. You, we can kind of, you know, moan about it, moan about it, but when someone needs help, oh my goodness, do we go out of our way to make sure that our very own people are looked after, you know? Yeah, that's amazing. So was it a big transition for you? Because obviously, like you say, you've done a lot of work in theatre as a choreographer. Was it a big transition for you? What did you learn from then doing a TV pilot? I had no idea what I was going into, right? So I've never... I did TV as a choreographer and as a dancer. I I mean, I didn't even really go to my acting classes at college because we kind of, like, we didn't do Shakespeare. I had I bought, a, like, a £15 book in my first year, which we had to buy on, the like, the uniform list of the greatest works of William Shakespeare. Never even turned it to page one in my three years of, of my acting classes, right? So I was a bit, like... You know, there was day one of filming and I'm in my costume and I've got, I've been mic'd up and I've got this guy with his microphone boom over me and I've got these two, like camera with two people and then like, the director in the back. And I'm like, what am I doing? I don't know what is just about to happen. Then I've got this clapperboard and action and I'm like, what's my first line? <laughs> like, didn't have it, like, literally was just there, like, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I learned a lot in the three days. Um, and the work the TV crew do, oh my goodness, I don't know how they were still alive by the end because I literally was there like, oh my God, are you okay? Like, they're heavy cameras, you know? Um, and they're just carrying up, strapping on their shoulders and off they go. I mean, they're just brilliant. But um, yeah, I learned a lot. I don't know how people who do this all the time do it because I came after three days and was like, if you work in a soap, if you're an actor in a soap, I don't know how you do that because it's, the, the line learning, that, that's what I was struggled with, the line learning, because you have to learn it so fast. But, um, yeah, that's, I mean, I learned a lot that day. Definitely, like, TV people are fabulous. Yeah, absolutely. It's a whole different discipline as well, isn't it? Like, acting for theatre and acting for screen is, like, a massive change. Yes, 100%. Because And because, obviously, my training is theatre-based and my kind of career has been theatre you know, there were times the director was like, just do a little bit less, Philip, because I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I learned, you know, so that's the main thing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I would love for you to tell all the listeners how they can watch it and what it's all in aid of. Yeah, so you can uh, watch the episode on, uh, if you go to www.thefossyforestballet.com and it is £3.49 to watch and you can watch it as many times as you like in 24 hours. And the aim is to try and raise £10,000 for two charities and that is uh, Acting for Others and Theatres Trust. And... Um, Acting for Others is obviously a charity that kind of helps uh, the performers in our industry with financial help and the Theatres Trust is to kind of help buildings across the country um, reopen when we can. So kind of it's kind of a bit of a, a win-win situation for everyone. So that is the plan for the pilot episode at least. And also, you know, to try and make a lot of people smile because it's been this year has just been so hard, you know, not just 
career-wise, mental health and everything. So, you know, if it can give people 40 minutes of smiling uh, and laughter, then, then I'll be chuffed, be really chuffed. Thank you so much for doing that. And a massive, massive thank you for taking the time out of your day to come and speak to us today. Elna, for having me, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, for listening. This has been Performer Talks, and I've been your host, Bethany Unwin.